What if you were better equipped to beat your best in any situation life throws at you? What if you were able to realize game-changing breakthroughs and achieve your goals fearlessly and without restriction? My mission is to help you level up your mindset to achieve peak performance so you can accomplish the most audacious goals you have in life and in business while embracing the highs and lows of every journey. To do that, I'm gonna to explore topics that challenge how you think and help explain why you show up in the world the way you do. By accepting the challenge, you'll think better, you'll feel better, and you'll be able to perform better every day. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Slover, mindset and peak performance coach, business consultant, thought leader, author, and award-winning educator. And it's a good day to do great things. This is the Quest for Life podcast. A question I get asked frequently is, how do you come up with the content for your podcast? To which I answer, the topics just kind of come to me. Now, I should point out that the topics I select are those that I'm interested in and that I feel provide my listeners value, but how they show up in my mind is somewhat random. The content today is no different, as I was recently reflecting on people or characters that were wise and that embodied the characteristics of peak performance. Immediately, Yoda came to mind, and I'm not talking about baby Yoda, although he's quite adorable and a bit of a badass in the Mandalorian series. I'm talking about the 900-year-old-ish Yoda from The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and later the prequels. It turns out that not only was Yoda wise, but he was also the epitome of a peak performer as a Jedi Master. He not only possessed the ability to perform at a high level, but he also had the ability to translate his knowledge and wisdom to others through his teachings. What follows are some examples of how he was able to get the best from himself and from others. Let's get started. You don't need to be a Star Wars acolyte to know that Yoda's most prominent student was Luke Skywalker. While training him on the planet Dagobah, Yoga offered a few gems that helped frame his teachings. In some cases, his quotes carried with them explicit meaning, while others required a bit of unpacking. For example, Yoda told Luke, quote, you must unlearn what you've learned. Throughout our lives, we've learned many ways of thinking, how we perceive ourselves, ways to manage our emotions, how we talk to ourselves, and ways to perform in certain situations. What makes peak performers different from the rest of us is their ability to de-emphasize the negative and accentuate the positive. For example, in basketball parlance, this equates to jump shooters, quote, not having a conscience. Specifically, Steph Curry can miss 10 three-pointers in a row and waste no time firing up the next shot. He learned that what he was doing wasn't equating to peak performance on the 10 shots he missed and he didn't get caught in the labyrinth of negative self-talk. As discussed on several occasions during seasons one and two of the Quest for Life podcast, our brains are highly attuned to the negative. It's a threat response. Our amygdala fires a cocktail of neurochemicals that makes us highly aware of our surroundings, highly aware of real or perceived threats. Knowing this, if we emphasize the negative, such as engaging in negative self-talk or failing to manage our emotions effectively, our performance will invariably suffer. Yoda knew that Luke was prone to fear. He spoke of it often. He said, quote, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. 
We all know that fear can become paralyzing, debilitating, and anxiety producing. In such cases, there's no way we can perform at our best. There's just not. To perform at our peak, we must unlearn the habits of negativity and learn more effective ways to emphasize the virtues that make us more than capable of achieving our ideal levels of performance. For instance, you might engage in calming techniques like meditation or mindfulness training. Meditation and mindfulness have been shown over and over again to help reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. In fact, the American Psychological Association in 2019 reviewed 200 peer-reviewed journal studies looking at the effects of consistent meditation and mindfulness training and found overwhelmingly that people that consistently practice this have decreased stress, anxiety, and depression. It's a wonderful it's a wonderful practice to try and you're not going to be good at it right away and that's okay. The goal isn't to be perfect. The goal is to be a little bit better every day and I suggest you start small, three minutes a day, maybe five minutes a day because meditation and mindfulness training done consistently helps de-emphasize the negativity and fear. You may also consider deconstructing situations, especially in new learning situations and deconstructing them down to their constituent parts and begin mastering the components that provide the most leverage. As Stephen Kotler, best-selling author of The Art of Impossible said, quote, you want to survey and simplify by removing the extraneous. Kotler asserts that using the 80-20 rule helps us perform better by focusing our efforts on the 20% that really matter. You may have heard of the 80-20 rule. It's also known as the Pareto Principle. And here's a business example of that. It basically goes like this. 80% of our revenue is generated by 20% of our customers. Or 80% of our employee problems are created by 20% of our employees. So what Kotler is asserting is to focus on the 20%, to really target our efforts on the 20% that really matter and that give us the most leverage. It's an interesting idea to be sure. Next, Yoda told Luke, quote, a Jedi must have the deepest commitment, the most serious mind. Everyone knows that if we want to improve at anything, we must commit. And when it comes to commitment, I'm a bit old school in the sense that for me, being committed is either something you are or something you aren't. Being committed to me is a promise I make to myself and I don't make promises to myself unless I'm 100% sure I can keep them. In fact, this is actually a family rule of ours where we refuse to make promises to one another unless we are 100% certain that we can make good on that promise. And when our girls were younger, they tested us. I remember letting my daughter know that I would pick her up from school at a certain time and she asked, do you promise daddy? To which I said, no, darling, I can't make a promise on that. And she asked why. Like there are too many variables. I didn't use the word variables, but there are too many variables I, that I couldn't control, most notably traffic. So I told her I would do my best because I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to go against any promise that I made. And we've all dealt with that in our lives. And I don't make commitments to myself if I'm not 100% sure I can keep them because I don't want to disappoint myself and subsequently wallow in the negativity of liking myself less because of it.
For example, I'm committed to giving my consulting clients the highest quality of work. I value giving them value. As a university professor, I'm committed to giving my students my best even though I'm presenting the same material four different times per week to four different classes. They deserve my best. It's a different audience. They deserve my best and I'm committed to giving them that. I'm committed to writing, recording, and producing this podcast. I made a commitment to myself that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it well or at least as well as I can do it. For you, this may take the form of spending extra time on the practice field or court if you're an athlete. Commit to being the first one there and the last one to leave. If you're a student, this may take the form of going to an extra study session or meeting regularly with your faculty during their office hours. If you're a parent, this may take the form of being uncompromising by never missing one of your kids' activities or events. From a performance perspective, almost everything improves when we make a commitment to ourselves and honor that commitment. Otherwise, it's not really a commitment, but rather it's indecision about what we claim we value. Next, Yoda scolded Luke when he lost concentration by saying, quote, control, control, you must learn control. Achieving peak performance is about controlling variables. This is especially true as we're living in a time fraught with convenient distractions. Peak performers are keenly aware of those things that can distract them from their work or preparation they need to do or engage in. From a work perspective, one of the ways to control variables is to manage and live by a calendar. The acclaimed psychologist and best-selling author Dr. Jordan Peterson speaks of this often and I couldn't agree more. Using a calendar consistently provides a much needed measure of discipline. A lot of people don't like the thought of using a calendar, however, because they believe it to be a prison of sorts. Ironically, it provides more freedom, not less, because it's the discipline that pays for the freedom we gain from using a calendar. And along with using a calendar, another way to control variables is to complete your least favorite and most time-consuming task first. The rationale here is manifold. First, you have more energy earlier in the day rather than later in the day, which allows you to give focused attention to the task at hand. Next, by completing the task sooner than later, you don't have that task hanging over your head. We all know the feeling of dread we have when we have to do something that we we generally don't want to do or that we're not looking forward to. And if we don't get it done earlier in the day, we're going to procrastinate and we might not even get to it anyway. If you get it done, though, you'll feel a sense of accomplishment for having completed it, which gives you the ability for the rest of the day to look forward to the tasks that you enjoy more. Knocking the least favorite thing or most time-consuming thing out first allows for less distraction as the day wears on as you fatigue and you'll like yourself more for having completed it versus maybe not getting to it at all. In any case, these are two ways to achieve peak performance by working through the grind of daily life. For me, I am very, very focused on managing a calendar. I have my calendar booked three to four weeks out. Subject to change, of course, but I have my calendar built three to four weeks out. Life is extraordinarily busy. 
we've got family obligations, I've got primary full-time work obligations, I've got a business, I've got other interests that I, I wanna, I, I wanna you know, play in that space. By having a calendar, it allows me to feel a sense of accomplishment as I win every single day. The other piece of this is going back to accomplishing the least favorite or most time-consuming thing. As a full-time university professor, one of my least favorite things doing is grading papers. I don't like having that hanging over my head. So the day after my students submit those assignments, the very first thing I do the next morning is I start grading and I push through until it's done. It frees up not only the rest of the, that day, but it frees up the rest of the week and allows me again to feel that, sense, that sense of accomplishment and not having that stress and pressure you know, sort of sitting out there uh, and, and me not looking forward to it. Next quote, Luke was peering into a cave and asked Yoda, what's in there? Yoda replied, only what you take with you. This quote speaks to mindset. Now, let me set the scene for this. Luke had just finished training. He, he was sweaty. He put on his longer sleeve shirt. He put on his belt that had his lightsaber and his blaster there. And he was peering into this cave and he felt cold. And he turned to Yoda and asked, what's in there? And Yoda replied calmly, only what you take with you. What Yoda was getting at is that when we bring doubt, negativity, and fear into situations, our performance will suffer. For example, if we're worried what someone else will think of us or our performance, we're extrinsically motivated to want, um, to want people to uh, accept us because we crave acceptance. And while this is a powerful motivator, it's also extraordinarily distracting. Conversely, if we derive our motivation intrinsically to do things well for the sake of doing them well, because doing them well is part of our internal value system, we can minimize the distractions that lead to lesser performance. Either way, mindset matters. And to level up your mindset requires the intrinsic motivation to align the drivers of curiosity, passion, and purpose. This is a mindset of abundance rather than scarcity. But make no mistake, scarcity is an overwhelmingly powerful uh, driver of behavior. From an evolutionary perspective, anytime we lack resources, we strive to get more resources. But in a world of less scarcity, curiosity, passion, and purpose are more essential to our ability to perform. For example, Nobel Prize winner Daniel Kahneman conducted research on what would be the minimum amount of money to allow people to derive a sense of happiness in their life, and he landed on $75,000 per year. Now, this would be a single-family household. Now, this is about 10 years ago, so you'd have to adjust for inflation, but Anything above $75,000 a year didn't provide any incremental happiness, but anything up to $75,000 a year required people to pursue basically that number or that in and around that range in order to um, move beyond the need for safety and security. But once they achieved that $75,000 threshold, the, there was no incremental happiness. There was no incremental satisfaction derived from earning more. Another way of saying that is the extrinsic motivator of money 
was reduced, thus requiring our pursuit of curiosity, passion, and purpose to keep our motivation going, and that's, that's intrinsic motivation. So the question is, do you want to take a mindset of lack into any situation or take a mindset of abundance? It's something to certainly reconcile, uh, to be sure. Finally, and very likely Yoda's most famous quote, when Luke said, I'll try. As he was plagued by self-doubt, Yoda replied, no, try not, do or do not. There is no try. This also relates to mindset, but in a bit of a different way. Essentially, Yoda was telling Luke, stop selling yourself short. You have the ability, even though you don't think you have the ability. Step up and do it. But simply trying something opens the door for not demonstrating commitment to the task at hand. It allows you to become overwhelmed by the adversity of the situation rather than pushing into and through it because we don't have both feet into the situation with having that commitment. Simply trying allows for less discipline in managing and controlling your emotions. When we commit to doing something, we establish a goal. And when we establish a goal, there's risk of failure associated with not achieving that goal. Not setting goals is easy because when we fail to set goals, we don't have to worry about our ego being bruised. I mean, let's face it, whenever we do set goals and we don't accomplish them, that stings. Our ego is is bruised in those moments. And there are people that simply don't want to set those goals because they don't want that feeling. They don't want their ego to be bruised. When we, and when we don't have to worry, we don't have to worry about what other people think. I mean, where does that get us anyway? I mean, it really doesn't get us anywhere. But people who set an aim for themselves and achieve things that, that they're able to achieve things that they never thought possible, they, those that don't become powerless, disabled, and whiny. They even become angry at others and, and even take it out on them because you know, in the form of being judgmental or hypercritical and resentful. And what they're doing in those moments is they're trying to feel better about themselves by trying to pull other people down to their level, which is a world of non-commitment to anything. And I mean, you could probably argue that it's a commitment to being judgmental, hypercritical, and resentful. The reality is there are some people when they see others set a goal and pursue the achievement of that goal and even accomplish that goal, try to tear other people down. In a future episode of this season, I'm going to talk about the role of people in our lives and from a performance standpoint, really needing to make decisions as to uh, who we want to continue allowing to be in our world. I would argue that the people that are hypercritical, judgmental, and resentful of any of our accomplishments as we try to bring about better in our lives should be people that we remove from our lives, but more on that uh, down the road. Here's what I'll tell you. Trying something without the fortitude to do it, with all the vim and vigor you can muster, is, is selling yourself short. What disappointed Yoda in the moment with Luke was that he knew what Luke was capable, capable of, but Luke couldn't see it from himself. This was the scene in the movie where Luke's ship, his X-wing, had sunk into the marsh. And Luke said he tried to raise it using the force 
and it started to work and then self-doubt crept into Luke's mind and he was unable to do it. Yoda subsequently stepped up and lifted the X-Wing out of the marsh. The wisdom of the teacher in that moment trumped the belief of the student. As we wrap up this week's episode of the Quest for Life podcast, consider reflecting on the mindset of Yoda and how the meaning of his messages can serve you as you move forward. What are some of the things you need to unlearn to be able to enhance your performance? What are you deeply committed to or are willing to become deeply committed to? What are parts of your life that you can control more effectively? In what ways can you level up your mindset to achieve abundance rather than lack? What will you do rather than simply try? Finding productive answers to any one of these questions will serve you well. May the force be with you, fellow questers. You can contact the show at thequestforlife.com. That's the quest number for life.com. Be sure to pass this episode on to a friend you think might learn something from it. Thank you for joining the conversation.